Hello, is it me? I think I'm on. I'm just trying to get us on to the actual thing where I can see the thing on the thing. Hello, it's first Friday. Feeling good about it. It's me, Jake. How are you? I hope you're well. <clears throat> oh, so far, it's a good day. I feel, I, as as sort of usual, like, I feel like I could go to sleep right now. But uh, what are you going to do? This jujitsu is really making me tired. Uh, lately. So, yeah, I feel like I could, might have to take a nap after the show. Or just go, or just go straight to bed. I'm not afraid to go straight to bed. I'll do it. I'll do it. Amy, greetings. Hello to you in Detroit. Keith, greetings to you in Florida, sunny Florida. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to do anything. Feels like First Friday. It is, it's First Friday feelings, Rachel. Um, First Friday feelings. Got my manager reaching out to some of the comedy clubs, Chicago, um, Minneapolis, Denver, uh, to see what the future looks like. Just went for a little walk on the beach with Nigel. <laughs> Romantic. Bromantic. And uh, he's telling me he's got his first set at the uh, L.A. Improv uh, tomorrow night. Sharon, hello. Greetings to you. And so Nigel's going to do a set tomorrow night. He told me, let me know how it goes. He's a little apprehensive about being back on stage. I don't blame him. I'm apprehensive about the notion the notion of being back on stage. Um, I wish I could tell you where Lady Jerry is, uh, but she's upstairs. Thug Thursday pick. Yo. Um, you feeling it? You feeling your powers? Good for you. Um, yeah, so Nigel's doing, doing a set uh, tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully I'll get a report from him after that. I've done uh, my... Jiu-jitsu, I've been on a four days a week this week. I, uh, tomorrow will be my fifth day, and I am feeling it. Uh, a little bit tired, a little bit sore. Uh, a lot of young, tough guys there. Thugs, speaking of thugs. Ouija, uh, hello there. Only here for a few. Lots of errands this week. Oh, well, good for you, Ouija. I'm glad to hear you're back, back in business, getting ready for summer in Alaska. We're getting ready to pick up our truck camper. I don't think we're going to make it up to Alaska in the truck camper this summer, but maybe next summer. You never know. Uh, two days in a row, Christopher. Yes, hooray, hooray for you. Um, hooray for you. So, as you know, I haven't seen Bob yet today, but as you know, courtesy of Bob, Bob's recommendation, uh, have I been on the bike, Todd? Um, I've not been on the bike since Sunday. I've got a regular Sunday morning ride. I get up and meet some friends at 8 a.m. on Sunday, and we go for about a 20-mile ride. Um, so that's the last time I was on the bike is last Sunday. And probably the next time I'll be on the bike is this Sunday, although I may go out for a little uh, little scoot uh, tomorrow. Flavia, hi. Um, oh, first of all, before we get to, courtesy of Bob, ancient aliens in the Bible... Um, Oh, Weed, you're going to find me a venue. I can put myself in a shipping container and be here in three days. I believe it. I believe it. I think I just get an airplane ticket at that point, Weech. So I got this lovely postcard from Keys. I don't see Keys here today. Oops, that is that upside down? No, there it is. That's, uh, that's from Keys. That's the bats flying out from under the bridge there in, um, in Austin, Texas. So you can see the people on the bridge, and you can see the little cloud of cloud of bats up here uh, flying away, but Keyes sent me this lovely postcard uh, recently tripped to Luckenbach looking for um, Waylon, Willie and the boys and 
his pants, found barbecue instead. Keep rocking the show. The No Pants Nation loves you. Well, I love you also, Keys. Bob, you have made it. And as promised, I've got the ancient aliens in the Bible. Um, so, here we go. Here we go, checking out the uh, ancient aliens for this week. And uh, today's today we've begun chapter four. I think it's chapter four is going to be a two-weeker um, this week and next week. Uh, chapter four is entitled "Angels at the Gates of Gomorrah," and we all remember the tale of Sodom and Gomorrah from our children's Bible. That'd be weeks, months ago, no doubt. Despite their popularity, the only thing certain about angels is that the word angel comes from the Greek agalos, meaning messenger, delicate, celestial angel. You're not supposed to use the word in the definition of the word. Generally summed up as a supernatural messenger from God. Hmm. Religious tradition has equated them to supernatural figures described in different stories as spirits, genies, demons, and wizards. Um, but that's that's some Bible nonsense, according to Xavier and Hayes, uh, that uh, the concept of viewing angels as physical instead of spiritual supernatural beings is key to knowing the difference between the literal meaning and the manipulated meaning that religion has superimposed on the word angel. Ah, see, religion has superimposed this meaning, those naughty religious people. We'll explore some of these angel stories by presenting them in their literal versions, viewing them as flesh-and-blood ancient alien beings doing field work on Earth. Isn't that much more exciting, really, than believing that there's a supernatural being that has uh, has an eye out for us and is trying to help us along and loves us and wants us all to go to heaven and live forever? Isn't it much more comforting to believe that uh, ancient alien gold miners came to Earth to get gold to uh, save the atmosphere on their home planet? And that's the message that Xavier and Hayes is preaching and probably the reason that it's never caught on. Um but these uh, the Christian traditions uh, uh, the, there's some religious meaning here uh, where they where they kind of sold aliens to us as only only uh, <clears throat> appearing to eat or walk, but they never actually eat or walk. With too many hypotheses to choose from, the church decided at the fourth Lateran Council, uh, circa twelve fifteen. That's a long time ago. Only vampires can remember that. Uh, the angels were nothing more than spiritual, supernatural beings. So that's the church back in 1215, trying to suppress, trying to suppress this ancient alien facts that we're we're getting uh, getting hip to here on the ancient alien in the Bible. Um, yeah, Dave, you're saying yeah. It's hard to pick which of these stories are the best ones here. Um, some angel staffing agency responded to, <laughs> to an RFP. I don't. Uh, the current day aliens are here looking for Bitcoin. Well, who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if the current ancient aliens cre- created Bitcoin <coughs> as an alternative. They're going to buy all of our gold with Bitcoin and then take it back and save their planet. What's a few hundred years to the, these ancient aliens? We've already established that they can live for a thousand years. So we could, or thousands of years. So we could be dealing with these same ancient aliens now, who were here back in the Dizay, and uh, and they just figured out a new way to get our gold. Anyway, um, 
the church divides the angels into nine choirs with their with their kind of this idea that they're ethereal spiritual being cherubims seraphim thrones virtues powers dominions principalities archangels and angels we know that they're just flunkies for this for the alien anunnaki race um but uh but that but the church divides them up to serve their own purpose to get us to believe to get us to worship their god and also to put some money in the coin box jen's here good to see <laughs> sorry you got distracted by su- sushi well um sushi is distracting uh in chapter 18 of genesis we find the prophet abraham sitting underneath the shade of a tent in southern palestine mm, which was a nicer neighborhood then than it is now uh near the oaks of mamre trying to keep cool during the hottest hour of the day and suddenly three angels appear and uh what's he he's saying three men appear uh and abram uh just a regular guy says hey listen uh you guys seem special to me obviously they're angels but they're also people because abram makes him a a feast offer them some local bread and water a gesture certainly absurd for immaterial immaterial entities so they're described as angels but um, Abraham is feeding them. He's washing their feet. He's getting them food and drink. Since when do purely spiritual, supernatural beings require the need to drink and eat, much less have their feet washed? Everyone knows that angels have sparkly, ethereal feet that never need to be washed. Um, anyway, uh, after eating and resting, two of the angels continued on their journey while their leader, the Lord, that's <laughs> the Lord, uh, stayed to chat with Abraham about Sodom and Gomorrah, and that's coming up next week on Ancient Aliens in the Bible. I got a feeling these aliens are going to have a problem with Sodom and Gomorrah, and we're going to find out about it. We know we know the conventional Bible story about Sodom and Gomorrah, but I've got a feeling these angels are mad because uh, they're getting less gold out of the ground, and uh, they're behind on their quota, and so these angels have been sent to uh, break up this union organizing that's been going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, but, spoiler alert, i that's not a spoiler alert. I haven't read that yet. We'll find out next week. Um, uh, okay, Probably a lot of talk about Jen and the sushi. I'm glad that you're having sushi, Jen. That's a real um, delicious choice for a <clears throat> first Friday afternoon. I could go for some sushi. We went out for burgers last night uh, to celebrate Fanula's first uh, few minutes playing for the varsity team. I found out after the show yesterday that she did not want us to go to the game, so we did not go. But she did get in for um, for a couple of minutes, and she did take some shots, and she met the girls, and now she's going to be working out with the varsity team for the rest of this year, and hopefully she'll be playing on varsity next year. Um you haven't had sushi in three years, Dave. I'm surprised. You're out on that kayak all the time. I'm surprised you wouldn't... Uh... <laughs> Thurmanberger, you hit that again last night. Dave, what are you, some kind of a health nut? Oh, yeah, well, I had a burger last night, too. We went to have burgers to celebrate uh, Fanula's uh, basketball, so I had a burger with Cristela on Tuesday and then another burger on Wednesday night. So I'm right there with you, Dave. I'm, I'm, my, own, I'm my own kind of a health nut. And uh, I don't know if it's affecting my brain. I have to say, I'm so exhausted that I can't even think um, from jujitsu today. It's uh, it's uh, tiring wrestling those guys. Uh, 
Oh, Laura, you've got some information. On your flight from Chicago today, someone refused to wear a mask and was kicked off the plane. Oh, I do enjoy when someone thinks that they can win the I'm a jerk and I do what I want contest on a plane with the pilot because the pilot could make you get off. And so uh, did everybody applaud when they were made to get off the plane? I hope so. I would have. I would have tried to ignore that, uh, to instigate that applause. Or that song, you know, when somebody fouls out of a basketball game and then they say, na 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 na, hey hey, bye bye. <laughs> that would, that's a fun one. Next time someone gets thrown off your plane, there you go. I bet it was high drama, Laura. I bet it was high drama. Probably was intense. You probably can't be making fun because if you instigate that, the person could start swinging. But uh, I'm ready for someone to start swinging at me on an airplane. Not, not somebody who's. Act- I'm not ready to join the UFC, but. Uh, some drunk jag off on a plane. Uh, I, I can. I think I can handle that. But who knows? I hate to brag. What makes someone a success? That's a good question from the question box. What makes someone a success? Um, I feel like I thought about this a lot with my own stand-up, and I feel like what made made me feel like a success. Uh, well, first of all, you're an artist if you're doing art. So whether you're getting paid or not, uh, if you're performing it or drawing or making music and people are enjoying it, then you're an artist. Um, Money Jake started singing and the screen froze. Pick, yeah. Well, I count on that kind of thing. Um, uh, Laura, you're saying everyone did applaud when the... Plot when the pilot announced over the intercom that he was calling the marshals. Yeah, nice. Um, oh, Dave, you're saying big Fourth of July uh, got canceled again since uh, well, red states. Sorry, canceled says fifty of you can't play nice. Yeah, well, here in California now we've said <laughs> you can you 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 could take off your mask, but you have to wear your mask when you're in businesses. It's the state has said that. It's not just the businesses saying it. So I'm convinced we're going to have a lot of cranky people. But it's just like, look, it's hard enough. If, if there's a rule about masks, it's not like... Anyway, wear your mask. What defines success? So for me, um, if you're if you're going on stage and you're doing stand-up comedy in front of an audience, you're a comedian. And for my personal definition of success, um, the fact that I've been able to support myself for all these years just from my comedy, that to me means I'm successful. The fact that uh, I've got uh, loyal fans that enjoy coming to see me year on year makes me feel successful. And the fact that I have the respect of my valued peers that makes me feel successful. So those are the three things that make uh, me feel successful. Um, the, ab- the ability to uh, support myself uh, financially, the, um, the respect and appreciation of my fans, and the respect and appreciation of my peers. So <laughs> thanks for asking, question box. Um, <clears throat> Dropping everything on 6-2 in Ohio pandemic is over. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Mike Doyle, the great surfer, was asked, who was the most successful surfer? He said it was the one having the most fun. Carl, I agree with that. I've got Mike Doyle's book around here somewhere. 
if you can believe that. Um, but uh, but yeah, the person having the most fun is the most successful. And that's at jujitsu. I'm not the guy who wins. I'm the guy who kind of routinely uh, gets his ass handed to him. But it takes me varying amounts of time before I experience my defeat. Uh, and I wouldn't say it as a defeat. I'm just learning. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to improve, and I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying myself. Um, so yeah, the person who has the most fun is a success. Um, <laughs> Jen, your dad, you had to leave because your dad called you had to tell you everything he told you yesterday. This is common. Yeah, we mentioned that about your dad, but uh, I guess we're all heading that. I, I guess I guess we're all heading that way. Eventually, we're going to be calling people to tell them the same stuff we told them yesterday. And hopefully, they're going to enjoy it. At least with stand-up comedy, that's the whole job, is you tell them, you tell them, you tell this audience the same thing you told the audience yesterday, uh, with slight variations, and hopefully the stories improve over time. So I hope your dad is just working on his material, and that tomorrow's show will be better than today's. Um, oh, it's your birthday on... Uh, June 2nd, congratulations, uh, Christopher, uh, early for your birthday. I, w I don't know if I'll remember that. Um, Rich, you're saying you had your mask off with your barber today. It was nice getting a proper beard trim for the first time in a year. Yeah, the beard trim, underrated. I feel like there's a big difference between that uh, Grizzly Adams beard and a nice trimmed G.I. Joe beard. I hope you went for the G.I. Joe beard with the action Kung Fu grip. Um, Jen, you're very sweet about it with your dad. You tell him, stop telling me stuff over and over. Yeah, well, how's that working out for you? Uh, Keith, you're saying you had Lake Festival, so only one person wear a mask. What a change. Yeah, Keith, I get it. But I also kind of feel like, look, from my point of view, I'm vaccinated. I shouldn't have to wear a mask, I think. I'm not contagious. But if it's everybody's wearing masks, I'll wear a mask if I'm not wearing... If, if, but when Nigel and I went for our walk, I didn't wear a mask. We're outside. Nobody's close to us. We're both vaccinated. So we didn't. And they, they allow that here. Um, they allow that here. They allow you to walk around with your mask off. And so and so I do. So I do. Um, <clears throat> I thought the ancient aliens in the Bible was going to take up a little more time. I did. I was going through my... Um, um, my uh, my book collection of things that I had bought years ago, thinking that I would be able to do some kind of comedy material about them. I've got the Big Book of Secrets. This is something that uh, I can feature on the show coming up. Um, the Uncensored Truth About All Sorts of uh, Conspiracy Theories, I think it is. It cost me $10 at Barnes & Noble on sale, and it's by William Poundstone. Big Book of Secrets. Um, let's just preview some of the secrets that uh, you can find out about here in the book. We'll just go right to the table of contents. Um, part one, oh, this is food and drink. Um, oh, there's, oh, this is all the stories about Kentucky Fried Chicken and um, I think a mouse in the chicken or something like that. Uh, weird stuff about money and paper currency, uh, perfumes, playing cards, oh, uh, the eye test, the Rorschach test, the lie detector test, how to crash the Freemasons. Oh, how to crash the Freemasons. It's on. It's on. How to crash the Freemasons. Coming up next week in the Big Book of Secrets. And also I found the 60 greatest conspiracies of all time. We've got our work cut out for us. 
I couldn't bring myself to throw these books away because I thought, I'm going to read these and then I'm going to write some jokes about them. But then I never did. So now I think what I'm going to do is read a chapter and talk about it here on the show. And I think that that is an attainable goal, especially since who knows how long it's going to take for me to get back to normal doing comedy shows. And also, how many comedy shows am I going to be able to do in a year? Probably a lot more of these than those. So the greatest conspiracies of all time. Let's just take a look at the table of contents of the greatest conspiracies and see um, see what conspiracies we might have in store for us. Um, the Royal Ripper. I think that's about Jack the Ripper. Uh, see, these are all the Lizard King Lives. I think that might about be about David Icke and the lizards who are taking over the government. Um, uh the Jonestown Max Massacre, The Return of Hitler's Spy. Oh, man, this who, who slew the walrus? That's There's some quality conspiracies heading up in the future. Um, uh, Rachel, you're excited to hear excerpts from both of those books. I think that makes two of us. Uh, okay, here, where are we got here? I'm just... Oh, my lamp just became a featured extra. Yeah, well, the the crazy uh, the crazy camera does some does some work. It's trying to make the show better. It's trying to make the show better. Keys. It's all, uh, Flavia. You're not standing and standing or mingling close to people outdoors. And if it's not crowded like at a festival, I think we're safe outdoors, maskless. Yeah, I, if I if I go to Jazz Fest, I think I'm probably going to be wearing a mask in October. But uh, I think that's a big if right now what year was the conspiracy book published Lori is your question well the year the conspiracy book book was published in uh, 1995 1995 good lord come on camera 1995 and uh, I think it might be this white shirt is really throwing things off and the other book was published the um <clears throat> Big Book of Secrets published in oh 1983 some of these secrets might not be secrets anymore um, but we'll see oh, I'm really not loving the Mevo today uh, Bob your, your wife had a book all about the terrible ways people have been tortured and killed over the centuries it was kind of fascinating if distasteful i bet would you remember that uh, faces of death this was before the internet you 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 could buy these uh, vhs tapes of people being executed and dying in awful accidents that they had video of um the faces of death that sounds a little bit like that um the only thing worse than mr no mask is a ms no mask uh well, they're all terrible. Jim Morrison, the Lizard King. Oh yeah, Ke- Carl. I think you might be right. That may be a that may be a story about Jim Morrison. Won't that be fun to read to the people who? Well, we're reading the Bible, so Jim Morrison is much younger than the Bible, so why not? Um, <laughs> yeah, Laura. I, I, I'm hoping that there is going to be. It is going to be fun to see which conspiracies are are sort of uh, quaint now that we look back on them. Um, 
Rachel, could I combine going to Jazz Fest with performing at some clubs in New Orleans? You know, this is a common question that people ask me. It's like, why don't you do some comedy shows when you're in New Orleans? And uh, the answer to that question is that very similar to the answer to uh, why Albert Finney did not want to be the Grand Marshal of the St. Patrick's Day Parade uh, in Sun in uh, Idaho when we were up there uh, making that movie Breakfast of Champions. And it is, why don't you want to do... Uh, why, why don't you do comedy shows while you're down in New Orleans doing Jazz Fest? And the answer is, because it would interfere with my drinking. I, I need to be going out and not, not just drinking, but going out and being with my friends and relaxing and uh, eating the good food and having a couple of drinks if I want to. And the amount of focus that you have to put in to even do a short comedy show in a day, it, it, it just... It takes away from all that other relaxing that I'd be doing. So um, I wouldn't do that. Although I do have a friend down there that I am talking about going down there to do uh, to do some a show or some shows in New Orleans. Oh, Bob, pleasure torture chamber. I'm I'm enjoying that. Rich, you saw Faces of Death and Evil Dead Two, double headed at the drive-in in high school. Oh, that's. <laughs> I don't want to even get into your parents, Rich, but that sounds like a parenting mistake to me. Um, Jen, Jen says it's the perfect date though so it takes all kinds, we know that um, <laughs> Jay, I just got a message on the on the thing that Jake Johansson is watching, it's a different Jake Johansson but all the Jakes the two Jakes are here, welcome aboard Jake uh, if a small book 101 pickle jokes by Bob Vlasic, it's probably kind of dated too, pick I bet but also good, pickle jokes are good, maybe you just uh <laughs> put one in the chat tomorrow we'll have a pickle joke pickle joke Friday that could be fun um, <laughs> you pull your best Slayer t-shirt to the faces of death evil dead 2 uh, that sounds like a good choice well at least at least you're a snappy dresser Rich but I think I knew that about you um, Christopher even comedians need some fun time of their own yes yes they we do I did find this other <laughs> this other book in my pile of books that how to make how to make yourself miserable um a vital training manual, and this is, it's meant to be, um, how to make yourself miserable if you were a rich person, brood about all the great things you could have done with all the money you've paid in taxes, if you'd found some way to avoid paying it, uh, how to make yourself miserable if you're a rich person, brood about all the people you have to pay just to help you hang on to what's left of your money. How bad. These are some positive tips. Brood on, uh, brood about all the people who are charging you more for their services just because you're rich. Oh my God, there's a crap ton of these. <laughs> Wonder whether your money is really working for you as well is in the relatively safe place you've invested it in now as it could be in a more speculative investment. Wonder whether your money really is safe or you have it invested now. Wonder whether you're living way beyond your means. Oh, gosh. So, this tip, I think, this book, Rachel, I think is, <laughs> you would you would find it amusing, because it's all, it's all ways that people make themselves miserable when they don't actually have to be miserable. So, I've got this as, uh, as a thing to do. Um, Just looking here, poor rich people—they just can't get a break. Yeah, gear, gear—they—they they can't. Poor rich people—they've got it rough, as we all know. 
anyone who knows a rich person knows that uh, if you think you've got problems, don't get the rich person started because they got problems that you can't even understand. They don't even seem like problems. They seem like, I wish I had those problems. But uh, that's that. Um, how much extra you pay for everything when your 50-year-old Volkswagen says Porsche on the back? <laughs> yeah, Dave, do you have one of those Porsche wagons? Uh, all right, so uh, where are we at? I think it's time. I think it's time, ladies and gentlemen, on this first Friday. It's time for seize the day. It's time to seize the day. It's me. I'm ready to seize the day. Um, oh, I want a tighter shot with that. Seize the day right here. I don't know what the hell has gone wrong with this Mevo today. It's zooming in on all kinds of things. I think it's this white shirt is really confusing the Mevo. Um, <laughs> you got a couple of Porsche wagons, uh, Dave. Well, good for you. So it's time to seize the day. We'll be back tomorrow with the... Uh, oh, my God. The, the Mevo is really driving me nutso today. So, um, it's time for Seize the Day, and it's time for me to write, make a note of not to wear a white shirt when we're doing the, uh, when we're doing the Mevo. All right, today's Seize the Day is from Harriet Beecher Stowe. And as you know, I haven't read all these ahead of time, and this is a bit longer one. Harriet Beecher Stowe, when you get into a tight place and everything goes against you, Till it seems as though you could not hang on a minute longer. Never give up then, for that is just the place and the time that the tide will turn. Harriet, I usually say don't give up, there will be plenty of time to give up later. But Harriet is saying don't give up when it's, when it's the worst, because that's the place and the time that the tide will will turn. Hang on a minute longer. So, uh, let's do that. <laughs> Go seize the lake, Dave. You do that. Um, enjoyed it. Good to see you all. Pick, you're saying your dad said that Volkswagens were Hitler's revenge on America. Well, uh, that's, that's, uh, I think, I think Hitler did worse things than the Volkswagen. Anyway, don't give up. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Be nice to a jerk, but give a round of applause to anyone who's getting thrown off of an airplane for not wearing a mask. And I'll see you all tomorrow on Friday Friday. No bullshit Friday. <laughs>